everyone and welcome to this Archives of Disease and Childhood Fetal and Neonatal Edition uh, podcast. Uh, this is a, a special podcast on the topic of, of COVID and there's a discussion that uh, I had with one of the authors of a letter published in early March entitled Proposal for Prevention and Control of the 2019 Novel Coronavirus Disease in Newborn Infants. Uh, and I had the, the pleasure of having a conversation with Dr. Wan Chi uh, from Chongqing a medical uh, university affiliated children's hospital. Uh, the letter was published on the 4th of March uh, online and is still available and it's open access for, for people to, to read and uh, discuss. Um, as with everything that's happening with uh, COVID-19 um, and the novel coronavirus, information can become out of date very quickly. And this letter um, is a, a good opportunity to start discussion. The the letter itself um, should be um, considered within the context of your own uh, national guidance and and should not supersede that. Um, in order to put the letter in context, um, I also had a, a conversation with uh, Ben Stenson, who is the section editor uh, for for ADC FN. Uh, he was able to dis- to discuss and contextualise the, the letter. It's important that we have discussions about this and it's important that um, we make these as widely available as possible. Uh, so please comment uh, on the, the website, please read the, the, the letter, um, please uh, uh, engage with Twitter. My own Twitter is Jonathan underscore Davis 3, the archives Twitter is ADC underscore FN. Um, so we hope you enjoy the podcast and please, uh, we really appreciate your, your feedback and um, thanks again for listening. Th- thank you very much. I-, I think it's a really important piece of work and, and considering that, um, that the, the COVID-19 virus is now spreading throughout the world and uh, neonatal units and neonatal consultants are now starting to to draw their attention to this. Um, I think this is a very important topic. So thank you for, for the opportunity to talk about it. Uh, yeah, yes, I would like to talk with you, uh, yeah. Um, c- can I just ask us to begin with, just for, for people who, who may not know the geography of China so well, where are you based? And um, what was your experience of the COVID virus um, at its peak in, 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 in China at the early part of this year? Yes, to my knowledge, uh, there are over 700 children suffering from COVID-19. Uh, uh, but only a few newborn babies, just a few newborn babies, uh, infected with coronavirus. Uh, because I I'm a a recruiting member of the Chinese uh, Association of, uh, of of Pediatrics and also the vice chairman uh, uh, responsible for the neonatal uh, disease neonatal group. So I know that uh, especially in you know in Hubei in Wuhan. Uh, there are a few uh, such kinds of mothers. I know this condition. So they have a few mothers give birth to uh, newborn babies. And uh, really, they have uh, a number of uh, newborn babies suffering from uh, this disease. I know this, but uh, I'm sorry that, this, that they, they 
the report has not been uh, to the outside world, just in Chinese. Okay, and can I ask whereabouts in China that, that you are based or you were treating um, patients? Uh, we are not in uh, uh, academic areas uh, in Chongqing, you know, in southwest China. Uh, and in your in your letter to to archives, um, it's based on a set of recommendations by the Chinese Neonatologist Association. Uh, is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, yeah. I have. I must tell you. You know, in China, they have two groups of neonatalists. One is so called the the uh, neonat group of China Association of of Pediatrics. And another is so called uh, neonit group of Chinese Doctor Association. Uh, it's two groups. Uh, so I'm also members of the two groups. So the two groups has uh, write uh, the recommendation or, or so called proposal uh, for uh, their their with the newborn babies. Yes. And. Um... What what do you think there are the most most important aspects of those uh, recommendations? Um, obviously, mothers may be contacts or confirmed having the virus, and then may deliver babies uh, after that. And the care of the mother and the baby and the staff members are are also very important. So could you just give us what you think the most important aspects of, of those recommendations are as, as, a, as a healthcare group that have been through uh, the, an outbreak of COVID-19? Yes, thank you. It's a very important question. Uh, so my recommendation, my suggestion is firstly, if the mother suffering from uh, confirmed or, or uh, suspected uh, of COVID-19 disease, this mother should be in a center for so maternal and the infant uh, to deal with the mother's condition. The mother must be treated uh, according to a suggestion by the Association of Obstetric and Gymnastics. Uh, so uh, as for the newborn babies, we have no evidence to, to confirm uh, there is a transmission from the mother to the newborn babies. We have no uh, direct evidence up to now. But uh, a few newborn babies really suffering from respiratory uh, difficulties, uh, suffering from uh, a, a syndrome such as uh, something like RDS or so-called ARDS. So after the mothers to transport to the maternal infant center. So uh, a group, including doctors from uh, Department of Obstetrics and Department of Pediatrics and the Department of NICU will take part in this uh, birth uh, procedure. Uh, after the, birth, uh, the mother gave birth to the baby, I think the baby should be give a, a, a close monitoring uh, in China, they must be transported to a uh, isolation unit. Uh, we must uh, uh, give the, the, the baby uh, a close monitoring. That's, that's my suggestion. So you're recommending separating the mother and the baby for a period of observation, treating the mother and observing the baby. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes, yes. And how long would you observe the baby for? If the mother is with a confirmed uh, COVID-19, the babies must be observed at least two weeks in China, means uh, 14 days, uh, because the baby with, uh, was in a high risk of infection. Uh, uh, even if the baby has been tested negative for the virus, uh, we all, we, the Chinese uh, uh, government, the local uh, government uh, recommendation, have a recommendation to monitor these babies in a, uh, in a unit, uh, in a special field unit uh, for such babies. If the mother suffering from uh, so-called suspected, suspected, no laboratory confirmed uh, virus test, if the baby in a good condition, if we take two tests uh, at uh, the, the interval of 24 hours, 24 hours, two tests, the baby with uh, negative uh, results of uh, virus, the baby could get back to uh, his home. Or, or if the mother has, has been confirmed low disease, low, low disease, the baby can get back to his mother's, uh, get back to his mother's home. Okay, and during the observation time for the for the baby, apart from respiratory distress, are there other signs that that we should be looking out for apart from respiratory ones? Uh, yes, it's a very good question. Uh, yes, we know that in adult patients, uh, the most important syndrome is a fever and a respiratory tract uh, uh, condition. But in newborn babies, uh, we found the baby's condition is not very specific. So the doctors must keep close monitoring. Uh, in addition to so-called uh, fever and some, uh, some abnormal reaction, uh, some sense like a virus infection in young babies, we, we found that the so-called gastrointestinal uh, 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 condition such as vomiting, such as uh, diarrhea, uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a common sign in newborn babies. Okay, um, thank you. Um, and um, is it recommended, or I assume that it's recommended that the quarantine room or the room that the baby is observed in is a negative pressure isolation room? Is that the the, the strict recommendation? Yes, I, 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 this is a recommendation is, uh, from the Chinese government, but it's very difficult to do so, mm. even in China, even uh, in China, it's very difficult to do so. So most of, to my knowledge, most of the babies not in such kinds of uh, isolated, uh, so-called negative pressure uh, isolating units, it's, uh, it's very difficult. And I think it's something, uh, uh, impossible, uh, uh, even in China. So, uh, our re uh, recommendation is that is not a, 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 a standard uh, regulation. That is a strict standard, but not be used. Uh, I think every country should should be should done should be should do according their uh, their condition. I think it's isolation unit is enough. Okay. And with regards uh, the feeding of, of these babies, um, you've said in the letter to avoid breastfeeding. 
um, I presume because of close contact with a positive COVID-19 mother. Do you have any view on these babies receiving expressed breast milk um, or, or, or other methods of, of, of feeding? What would, what would your recommendation be with regards with regards that? Yes, really, we have uh, a lot of Chinese uh, hospital has test has test the mother's milk. There is no evidence that the uh, the the coronavirus is in the mother's milk. But uh, at the first, we we recommend. But but you know, if if a mother suffering from this disease, the mother should be isolated. Of course. Uh, so the baby cannot with. Uh, uh, cannot with his mother, so we we recommend that uh, at the first fourteen days uh, uh, before the mother recovery from the disease, we didn't recommend the uh, mother's milk feeding for the babies. But if the mother recovered, we we we, we recommend to use uh, the mother's milk to feeding the baby. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, you recommend some. Um uh, three uh, specific recommendations for discharging these patients, which is obviously very important after 14 days. Could you just talk us through what the discharge criteria would be in your view? Yes, yes. Uh, we uh, 14 days is, uh, is a so-called standard time for the babies to be discharged. In addition to uh, continue two times of, of negative various tests, and uh, no specific syndromes. It's it's the standard discharge for discharge. Okay. Um. Uh, thank you. Um. I think that the, this uh, conversation actually has been very interesting and and raises a number of preparedness issues for for other other units. If you could uh, share one message with um other neonatologists around the world who are at, on the on the brink of experiencing what what you've been through or what your country has been through, what advice would would you give to 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 those neonatologists? Yes, really sense because the uh, this this virus disease first started in China, so uh, because I know the, all the condition in 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 Chinese NICU, uh, it's lucky that uh, the newborn babies, sort of newborn babies, has suffering from this disease. Even uh, a lot of mothers really suffering from COVID uh, nineteen disease, but the baby's condition is is relatively good. Not very severe. To my knowledge, only one baby in Hubei province, one one newborn baby is suffering from uh, some uh, uh, ARDS like uh, syndrome, as and had been ventilated and uh, uh, last a few days. So, I think firstly, don't worry, uh, don't worry about that. Secondly, we must uh, should have a close monitoring these babies if if. His, uh, his mother suffering this disease. If this baby is have a close contact with, uh, with with so-called uh, suggested or confirmed confirmed family members, uh, so we must uh, still keep close monitoring these babies. Okay. Well, Professor Shi, thank you very much for taking the time to to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you for support for Chinese uh, newborn babies for Chinese doctors. Thank yeah, you and, and thank you for, and thank you for sharing your knowledge with the world. Thanks, everyone. Um, 
I have with me uh, Ben Stenson. Um, when we recorded the podcast, uh, we, we realized the changing situation that COVID um, is having on, on healthcare around the world, and especially in neonatal units. We thought that it was important to um, just have a little editorial comment um, on, on the discussion that we had um, in the podcast, just to, uh, to, to make sure that it was uh, within context. Um, Ben, thanks for for joining us for this sort of second part of of, of the podcast. Um, uh, you had some thoughts on the the postscript that was that was printed and the discussion. Would you be happy to share those with us? Yes, thanks, Jonathan. Um, one of the difficulties for um, print journals is that in such a fast changing world, things move far faster than the print media can keep up. So. It's important to look at the kind of information that's coming out in context. We're really grateful to our Chinese colleagues for reporting their experience and their actions so that others can learn from them. And it's not surprising that these Chinese guidelines are more cautious than the recommendations many people are making now that the rest of the world's been able to learn from their first experiences. But our colleagues in China were starting from scratch They had a new terrifying disease and there was absolutely no data. So they adopted a commendably cautious approach to keeping the babies safe. And this included separating infected mothers from their babies and avoiding breast milk in the first 14 days. In in that context, they saw practically no ill newborns. And it's, it's since become clear to us from other reports of pediatric cases in China and in anecdotal reports from Italy, the babies and young children, in fact, very seldom become seriously ill with this virus. And uh, limited information now suggests that the virus is not present in amniotic fluid, cord blood, or breast milk. So with this additional knowledge, newer emerging guidance in other countries is taking a less prescriptive approach. Clinically well-term newborn babies are now not being separated from their mothers, regardless of infection status breastfeeding is being encouraged. But it's important to remember that it's only through learning from our colleagues in China and others that these changes have evolved so rapidly and they'll evolve further as we continue to learn from one another in this way.